Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Fred Blow, director of the U of M Addiction Center. He's here to talk about a very important and sensitive topic, alcohol and substance abuse during the COVID-19 pandemic. Dr. Blow, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Daniel. I'm really happy to be here to talk about this really important topic. Yeah, now before we get into our conversation, let me remind our listeners that episodes of The Wrap are currently being video streamed in the interest of social distancing. That means you can find the episodes on YouTube, along with podcast hosting platforms such as iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Of course, the episodes can also be found as part of the headlines we can review. With that, let's start our discussion with Dr. Blow. Now, April is Alcohol Awareness Month, which seems even more poignant this year as alcohol abuse has been in the news lately, with Americans stockpiling liquor and people in recovery not necessarily having ready access to their usual support systems and medications. Dr. Blow, can you first talk about why people often turn to alcohol or other substances during a crisis? Is there science sort of behind that behavior? Sure. So COVID-19 presents a really severe case of social distancing and isolation. And we can learn from previous uh, quarantines that have happened in the past. There was an important review paper that was published in The Lancet that examined 24 studies of quarantined individuals from the uh, SARS, the H1N1, and the Ebola outbreaks to examine what happens with people when they are isolated. And some of the things that happen are really quite uh, expected. People have increased fear and social uh, anxiety. They get into really sort of a lot of uh, anxiety issues. But very importantly, it was also found that people's alcohol and drug use increased during this period. And also important, as we continue our journey with this pandemic, people are at risk as they continue to uh, be in social isolation for developing serious problems. And as we transition to out of social isolation, uh, people are less likely to connect to others and may be vulnerable for continuing problematic use. I think that's interesting. So sort of looking forward, it's not necessarily going to just end right when, quote unquote, social distancing ends. Exactly. Exactly. Well, to your specific question about increasing use and, and problematic use of alcohol and drugs during uh, self-distancing and, and isolation, you know, people use alcohol and drugs for a whole range of reasons. And when they use it for celebratory or social reasons, those uh, can be very productive and, and uh, can, I think, be very positive. The challenge happens when we get into this kind of stressful situation where People can switch from using these uh, agents for uh, these kinds of positive reasons to more, more challenging reasons or more negative reasons, including using it to cope. And so um, people turn to alcohol and drugs during stressful times as a coping mechanism. Uh, often people want immediate comfort. Uh, they want to numb their pain. They want to have temporary escape from this reality of being stuck in your house uh, with a very different circumstance 
perhaps you've lost your job. Perhaps you are really uncertain about your job or, or the future, or about your family. All of these adds to significant stress during this time of crisis. And another reason why people may use uh, alcohol uh, and may be particularly susceptible during this time of stress. Uh, and we know that uh, these coping mechanisms during time of stress can be really problematic for people that are also uh, not just people that are, are um, uh, lower users of alcohol and other drugs, but people that are in recovery, people that have serious addiction that are currently in problematic use, they can revert to drinking and using drugs again if they are in, re are in recovery. And for those that are in um, uh, heavy use already, they can even get into worse use. So we really need to be paying attention to these kinds of uh, contributing factors and that place people at much higher risk for negative consequences. So I think that leads us perfectly into this next question. What are some of the signs of addiction? How do you know if you're becoming dependent on a substance like alcohol or drugs? Sure. Well, when people are asked uh, whether or not well, about their alcohol use and their drug use, people will go immediately to both the quantity of their use and the frequency of their use. But we actually have criteria that give us some clues about whether people have a serious problem. Some of the things, some of the clear signs of addiction are things like uh, having times when you use more than intended. So rather than saying you're going to have one drink, you automatically, you, you fall into a pattern of having, going through a whole six pack of beer rather than just one beer. Mm -hmm. uh, drinking uh, more often than you used to uh, or having increased amount of drinking or use of drugs than you used to. Um, trying to stop, when you, when you try to stop using the substance, having real challenges with stopping uh, uh, because you can't. Uh, having strong cravings, cravings is a major uh, criterion for uh, finding out whether someone has addiction. Uh, when when uh, alcohol and drugs uh, are causing problems with your lives and with, your, with others in your life, uh, meeting responsibilities of work and family, school duties, et cetera, that's another sign that people are having significant problems with alcohol and drugs. You know, if you're, um, if you, another, another major uh, uh, sign of addiction is that if you are starting to have the effects of alcohol and drugs wear off uh, and you're having withdrawal symptoms such as trouble sleeping or shakiness, uh, restlessness, nausea, uh, things like that, sweating, uh, a racing heart, all of those things can be signs that you're having a much more significant problem related to addiction. And it's not just your use, but, but the consequences of your use. So for those who may become newly addicted or having trouble managing their addiction, what is something they can do during this time? So uh, we've compiled a list of resources on our website, umaddictioncenter.org, for people to access during COVID-19, many different things that are available in terms of uh, accessing virtual uh, mutual aid meetings like Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous, other things. Addiction thrives in secrecy. And so it's very important to ask for support. 
Uh, there's uh, a lot of, if you're really feeling out of control and really uh, in trouble, you shouldn't delay getting help. And if it's a crisis situation, there is always, you should always call 911. Uh, Michigan Medicine also has a psychiatric services emergency helpline. It's 734-936-5900. This is a, a great uh, helpline for people that can get access to our services. Uh, also, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration has a um, disaster distress hotline that's available, and you can access uh, a lot of resources through that helpline, and that's 800 or, sorry, sorry, 800-846-8517. All of those are really good resources that people can use when they're in uh, this self-isolation uh, mode. Those are great resources. You may have already touched on this a little bit, but what type of care is the Addiction Center currently um, carrying out? So our University of Michigan Addiction Treatment Services Program has moved quickly to provide video and phone visits for our patients so they can continue to get care that they need. Uh, we are fully operational our, uh, uh, remotely, and we have, uh, we're open for care, uh, for, for the full spectrum of care, ranging from initial uh, intake and assessments all the way through uh, individual and group uh, therapy, uh, if you, and medication-assisted therapy also. Uh, we have a uh, easy intake line. You can call 800-525-5188 uh, to access our services. Uh, we have available slots. Uh, you know, it's important that now people should be thinking about, even if they don't think they have a problem, uh, during COVID-19 to start uh, measuring how much you're using. You know, keeping track of what you're using can be a really great way to figure out whether or not you have a problem and whether or not you need treatment. So I really recommend that people get an accurate picture of that by just keeping um, track of it. There's many online um, uh, resources available to help people do that. Uh, we've had many people report that when they do keep track of their uh, use of alcohol and drugs, that's a really good way for them to understand the connection between their use and the problems that they may be experiencing that they may not even recognize that they have. Uh, there's a number of great uh, community groups that I would recommend uh, that are great resources. For example, Families Against Narcotics is a great community resource uh, that have uh, monthly meetings. Some of them are being done remotely now. Uh, these, This is a support group for people who are facing uh, um, narcotic problems, uh, opioid problems, and that's a great resource for people to have. So I would just uh, uh, expect that or hope that people would access some of these resources ranging from our formal treatment programs, and you know we, as I say, operate one UMATS, all the way to getting support in community settings, etc. I think it's important to note that only about 15%, that's 1-5% of people who have serious, serious addiction ever receive treatment. Wow. So wow. we have a huge treatment gap from those that need treatment to those that get treatment. So I would really encourage people to use all of these resources as they continue through uh, uh, coping with this uh, pandemic. 
Now, if you're an employee at Michigan Medicine, privacy may be a concern if you're going to then seek out treatment from the organization. What would you tell those employees who may be using that as a reason not to go get help from the addiction center? So our team treats uh, confidentiality very seriously. We provide care to many Michigan Medicine employees and have a number of measures in place uh, to keep the identity of our patients private. There are lots of laws in place uh, to ensure that people don't have access to medical records unless they need to have access. We fully comply with all HIPAA regulations in terms of confidentiality. There is also a specialized uh, confidentiality rule that's governed by something called 42 CFR Part 2. This is outlines the circumstances under which uh, disclosure could happen around substance use and problems. And that is a very restrictive uh, uh, regulation that protects people from having their uh, addiction disclosed to anyone. We also take great pride in treating our, our own health professionals and other licensed health professionals uh, it's a high priority for us. We operate a program that's a special track that's been developed and tailored for healthcare professionals. So taking care of our own, especially during this crisis of pandemic, uh, is really important to us. And we think this is a great strength of what we offer in Michigan Medicine. And I want to encourage not only all of our employees, but especially our healthcare professionals to seek care uh, and we're experienced with ensuring a confidentiality for that care seeking. Thank you so much, Dr. Blow, for sharing your insight into this topic. Of course, during COVID-19, our listeners are probably on the lookout for even more stories and resources related to the pandemic. And Headlines has provided all sorts of that content this week, including a feature on the faculty and staff who have stepped up to meet the ongoing challenge. The newsletter also showed readers how high reliability skills are helping employees keep themselves and their patients safe. A multidisciplinary team shared how they are converting normal patient rooms into negative pressure rooms. And there was an inside look at the supply drive going on now. Find all those stories and much more at mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. All right, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. Last week, we asked listeners, what is the name of the new team created to offer support and consultation for employees during COVID-19? The answer is the COVID-19 Stress Resource Team. Congratulations to Education Nurse Coordinator Laura Stahl, who sent in the correct answer. Laura, a member of the Department of Communication, will be in touch shortly to help you claim your prize. Now for this week's question, here's Dr. Blow. Thanks, Dan. Name one of the four high-reliability universal skills that are currently helping employees at the Academic Medical Center. Once again, name one of the four high-reliability universal skills that are currently helping employees at the Academic Medical Center. You can find the skills in this week's headline story, as Dan just mentioned, and once you know it, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for the chance to win a great prize. And everyone who sends in the correct answer will automatically be entered into a raffle to win an Amazon Echo. Thank you so much, Dr. Blow, for joining us today. And thanks to everyone at Michigan Medicine for everything you're doing for patients, families, 
and each other. You are truly inspiring us all. We'll see you next week.